Kathy Zitt, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Today we're speaking with Terry Carter. She's a fascinating woman of many trades, but her LinkedIn sums her up nicely as a consultant for global sustainable solutions and community development. So most applicable to our discussion today is her work with solar module manufacturer U-Soul Energy and nonprofit Power of Green LA, which mixes mentorship with entertainment. So I look forward to hearing more about that. And Terry, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So maybe we should start with why you're so passionate about renewable energy, especially solar. I am very passionate about renewable energy. It started for me in the early 80s when I discovered it as a solution for myself. And I also discovered that I could use it in my emergency response and human resource areas, the people that I work with of low and no income, and also entertainment. We had a solution that could replace oil. I think that's the way everybody thought when they first discovered it. And I started to live off the grid in 1983, and I thought, oh, my God, this is possibly an element to the end of poverty and to growth. So I felt like it was a really hopeful way for America to expand its horizons in an ethical way and still be in business. I have been passionate since that day, and I still feel the same way today. That's wonderful. I think that that is something really unique about this industry. The people that are part of it really are passionate about what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what's beautiful to go into business meetings. And some of the hard edge is taken off from the fact that at least we all agree that we're sitting at the table doing something a tad more ethical than usual. Right. So the U.S. solar industry is thriving, but you also mentioned some areas we could improve on some of our past conversations at InterSolar. So what do you think that we can do better? Well, yeah, here's a little comment on the fact that we're thriving. We are globally thriving. People in America and Mexico being very close related to America are about six years behind a lot of the rest of the world in certain areas, especially in the new applications for PV, partially to do with the lack of education on full systems. Up until now, people basically get educated coming into this industry on just a minimum of what you need to know to go on grid and nothing more. So when the industry decided that we were all going to go and have or energy storage, it caught I don't know, 90% of the American solar industry off guard. The lack of education backing up not only our sales, but our technical support created some issues the last couple of years. And so I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of solar companies in America and Mexico, which are, you know, are so closely related, they might as well be the same. I'm right in Tijuana, which is practically San Diego. And although I work all over the world, I'm especially concentrating on our area of America because we really need to reevaluate how we educate not only the young people coming out of university, but our already established sales forces and our already established technical support and installers. This was basically agreed on by just about everyone at InterSolar. I mean, I was like, yeah, you know, we, we kind of have too big of a gap. And that really inhibits our growth a lot. We still have a whole planet to put 
renewable energy on, and we're just not there yet, especially in America. And we can get there a lot faster if we re-educate. And so that's what I've been doing, and I know a lot of other solar companies in America have been doing that too. And so it's really simple, a re-education process, a little bit more understanding of all aspects, but particularly solar systems and alternatives to certain systems we're using and energy storage. And those three things are vital for everyone to understand, even if they never touch a panel, because if we can't educate our clients or the people that we are servicing, then they feel less empowered and they feel a lack of control on the money they're spending. So, for example, a better education and you're able to educate someone, they understand a lot better where their money's going. And if they do, then they're going to feel more confident that this is something that they really want to do. And that's what we want to get to eventually is everyone putting some form of renewable energy in replace of fossil fuel. I think those are definitely great points. And I can see how we could use more of that in the industry. So kind of in response to wanting to provide more solar training and education opportunities, you founded the Power of Green LA. You can tell us more about that, including its membership program, Power of Green World? Yes. Power of Green World is actually the renewable energy entertainment company. Power of Green International is in 17 countries. Power of Green LA spearheading all of those, being the most prolifically set up in Los Angeles to service America, particularly in Mexico and LATAM. Now, it, all of the PV industry relies very heavily on all the green nonprofits. Green nonprofits are, in, are really important to the growth of the entire industry because the green nonprofits are the ones that work day and night to put the education there, not just in the PV industry, but to the public at large. So getting the word out has really been the job of a green nonprofit. Power of Green took it a little bit farther because we were already in emergency response. And so the applications of Power of Green is it's free education. The curriculum is the standard curriculum for all aspects of renewable energy. With, we're particularly focusing on solar right now. The curriculum has been ratified by the United Nations. It seems to work really well. The beginning courses are fast flow so we can get people kind of trained up and rolling as fast as possible and then continue on the curriculum. Now, we give this for free to anyone. It is not just for low and no income. Originally, it was for just low and no income, but we realized that there was a need for more education in the PV industry, so we extended that service from us. We are a volunteer organization, and when we're not educating low and no income or the PV industry or anybody else for that matter, we're actually delivering emergency management and response using renewable energy and they work very closely together. You have to separate the nonprofit from the profit, but in a way, we really don't feel it's separate. It's a new sustainable way to live. For every action that you make in your own business to increase your profit share, there should be a matching action to increase the sustainability of your immediate community and other communities around the planet. This should just be normal. And so that's our mission statement as Power of Green. And so we have instructors around the world in different places. We just set up one in Mexico a couple of months ago and it's going extremely well and we're educating people in their homes as well as educating PV industry here in Baja. And again, we, we're just doing everything we can to create health and growth 
not just for the industry, but for a new way to do business. We hope to create a new business aesthetic. We really do. We were like, that would be awesome if everything was really sustainable. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful goal. And it's fascinating how you're going about doing this with all these organizations. You mentioned that you were calling from Tijuana and told us a little bit about how you're working in Mexico. And I know you're a strong advocate of doing so. So why is it so important? I work with LATAM. So Mexico is one of the countries that I work with now at the moment. I do this all over the world. Very number one in my mission statement is human rights and sustainability. So I try to work with clients that will benefit that mission statement. So we're doing business, you know, we're doing everything that anybody else would do. But at the same time, all of my clients are well aware that they are on the train with me on this mission statement or I don't pick up the client. It's great that I think everybody should get a profit margin, but I think from the very moment of a startup business, they should be considering sustainability. Now, Usol, for example, is in startup business manufacturer here in Tijuana. We don't have any TV module manufacturers in Tijuana that service inner Mexico, they're export only. So Usol really helps a lot because Anyone can buy directly from the manufacturer here in Tijuana. So we can start servicing all of the people in the community, but we can also do just our normal business of export and our normal business of large-scale installations. Now, you saw a little different, and that's why I'm kind of excited about it, is that we, from the very beginning, I've been partner consultant on this project. This project, we set up specifically on infrastructure as a new form of a sustainable business. And that is what I mentioned previous, but actually written into the infrastructure strategy of the company from the beginning. We basically, in here in Tijuana, have the most incredible core of highly trained engineers and designers of most countries I've ever been to. They are amazing, and they're very prolific. And the labor force here in PV is amazing, too. Our assembly line workers are very educated. And... Up until now, people have considered Tijuana a place where, like China, you just throw your product to get manufactured by as cheaply as you can. And we are endeavoring to, you know, kind of show people that that's not necessarily the case with Tijuana. The services here are the same on par with America in terms of full service and full turnkey. And so we started with the manufacturing end to get that across. Particularly important is that the employees are making a much higher wage than most of the employees across Mexico in a manufacturing environment. We are kind of hoping in the future next year to be the Google of PV for Baja. (laughs) So you see a real improvement of, you know, how employees are treated. They're, you know, making sure that they're on board. We give all of the employees at USOL and any of the associated companies to USOL free education full training up to NAVSEP certification, even if they're just assembly line. So they have options and opportunities to leave and go to a a bigger job or stay with us and move up the line. And so this is very important. This is probably the nucleus of what makes USOL the most important project that I have on the board is what it could do as a model. USOL is very unique is that all of the financial backing, all the financing, and all of the executive are all Mexicano nationals. So this is the first time that they haven't partnered with a multinational and they've actually been solely owned by Mexico. 
gives them a good future. And because we're so close to the border of San Diego, we are working really closely with San Diego PV industry. Many of them have been coming over this week <laughs> to tour the plant out of curiosity. <laughs> and we've had a wonderful discussions between the two areas since we're only 20 minutes away from each other. <laughs> and we see about a million things we can do collaboratively to enhance both sides Wonderful. I think that perception of Mexico and, and working there and, and manufacturing there, and I think that the work you're doing is really interesting in, in trying to change that. This is the fun part of PV. I decided to merge my entertainment career with PV back in the late 80s. What popped out was echotainment. And echotainment is way fun, and it actually makes PV even more fun. And it makes it, I have a partner of mine, he loves to say, so sexy solar. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> So I do international marketing for entertainment at a pretty high level. And so I tried applying that to PV some years ago, uh, took on some clients as trial marketing combined with the thing called ecotainment, and it worked fabulously. And the offshoot of that, which I think we'll all agree to, is the youth love it. The amount of youth signups that we ended up with on our youth program around the world increased by 60% when we added echotainment to it. Wow. This was very important because we wanted to catch the next generation coming up and we wanted to attract more attention to it from the general public. And this was really the fastest way to do it is on mass media lines. And so we've been doing really well. Years ago, we did the very first solar powered music video ever done on the planet. That was big. We were the first to do a lot of media, solar powered. We did a, a segment of Miami CSI and we used portable solar. And that brings us into ecotainment is the use of renewable energy in a mobile unit that you can take anywhere. So there are little power plants that, that are on wheels. And this was something that I heavily got into more in Europe and Africa, but I've just in the last 10 years started really trying to bump this up in America. I think we really need it. It just makes it a lot more fun, and it makes it more attractive to our clients, too. And, hey, come on, Americans like to have fun, you know? Definitely so we might agree. make solar fun, you know? It doesn't have to be just this metal thing with glass in it. It can be a really exciting subject, really. It's just a lot of fun. Well, Terry, again, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. All your work is very interesting, and you're doing some great things. So thank you for sharing those with us. Thank you very much. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time. <music>